you you make it sound like one of these teams is gonna the Giants ain't blowing anybody out. So you're right. They better be in a dog fight. There's any kind of dog fight going on, it better come from the Giants because if it gets out of hand, it's going to get very ugly for the Giants really quick. Welcome to True Blue with Mike Viv and LPG. Bring on a Twitter troll sort of kind of guy. No, no. He's a Twitter troll, troll machine. This guy, <laughs> let, let me tell you something. So. So I, Will and I, this guy Will, we did not hit it off on on social media. Okay. Um, I'm a I'm a homer at heart. He is not. Um, we did agree that that I think when we started becoming at least friendly, um, we agreed that that we didn't have the right pick when we made the Barkley pick. However only because I wanted a quarterback at the time, the Giants went Barkley, who was the best player in the draft. So you can't be upset at that. Right. But not this guy. He, to this day, cannot let it go. And he will fight you, anybody on social media in uh, regards to the Barkley pick. And okay. now, now he's going to come on and probably tell us all about Barkley's injury and how stupid we look. I hope he's not going to troll us. He wants to talk about how he thinks – the Cowboys are vulnerable, which I think they are in some ways. However, the Giants' offense is futile. So I, I will t- I will tell you he he knows he knows football. He goes to games. He's an intelligent fan. And look, at the end of the day, that's what we want. We want good. You know, when we when we do our show, you know, True Blue, we want people that bleed blue. They don't always have to agree with us. Everybody thinks that if they don't agree with me. I ban him for life. I want him like I want him like like dead. Like put on that slab in Indiana Jones and like take their heart out and like like it's that it doesn't exist. So, but Will, I did want his heart out at one point. Um, <laughs> he thinks that the, he's going to give us a reason why Dallas is going to why the Giants have a good shot at Dallas. Now, I thought I honestly thought for the last four weeks we had legit shots at winning all those games. We were in the Pittsburgh game. We were winning at halftime. We were in the Bears game. Uh, you know, uh, really bad mistake down at the end of the game, Daniel Jones at interception. Um, Not in the next game. The, the Niners game, we thought, all right, well, seven or eight people are out. Starters, we're going to roll them. And that didn't work out. In this game, I knew we were going to play tight. Our defense was starting to click. I thought it was a trap game the whole week. It was right there. You called it perfectly. No turnovers, low scoring, and it was – down to that stupid last decision where he could have ran. But, listen, we're not saying this team is perfect, but I thought they had chances all four weeks. This week, I'm actually scared. So, this week, that's the thing. I I convinced myself the last four weeks that we had legit chances and reasons why. Week five, Dallas, I'm a little scared because we can't put up fucking points, bro. Who cares? They can't stop us. It's the battle of the inept offense. First, you can't stop anybody on defense. I think this, the Giants are going to figure it out. They're going to get into the end zone. They're winning this game. You ready? They're winning this game 20. Dallas, Dallas has let up 30-something points in all their games. Yeah. Giants aren't scoring 30. No. Giants scored 26. Dallas is scoring 20. They're, the, the Dak is going to lead them down the field for the last possession. They're going to be on the Giants' 11-yard line. 
fourth down, incomplete, Giants win 26-20. See, every Thursday, every Friday, I get I build more after I talk to you, I build more and more confidence in it. All right, let's get Will in here, see what he says. Mike, Joe, how you guys doing? How are Big you? Big Will! Uh, we got Will on. He's a very active Twitter contributor to Giants Twitter. Uh, uh, I think you, you, what I've seen, very knowledgeable. You make really good points. Uh, hit us up this week and like, yo, I think I have good reasons why the Giants have a chance against Dallas. Joe just – me and Joe were riffing a little bit before you came on about his reasons. I'm personally super scared of this week. I wasn't scared. I should be scared of every week. I wasn't scared of the first four weeks. I'm scared of this week. Will, let it out. Tell me what you think. Tell me a little bit of that, that chess player analysis of this week five. Well, I think, um, you know, the chess player analysis is more looking at a bigger picture and looking further ahead. But I'll talk about week five in general. I do think the Giants are going to get the win on Sunday. I think, you know, we've had two teams that have kind of un- that have underachieved based on what their fan base has expected. The difference is the Giants are looking at this as we're, here's another chance where nobody believes in us. And the Cowboys are trying to – Maybe getting a little uh, a little cocky and thinking this is our chance to get right. This is the uh, you know the laydown game where we're going to finally you know have a team that we can really show who we are against. And I don't think that the Cowboys are good enough to think that way. I don't think that they have the strength. Their offensive line is not what it's been in the past. Um, Dak is good. He puts up numbers, but he's not a guy who wins. I don't think he's the guy who wins games by himself. And their defense has been a complete train wreck. And obviously, you know. Our offense hasn't looked much better, but I think we're going to be we're going to we're going to be in a fist fight towards the end of the game. I don't think we're going to be making the mistakes, and I do think that Dallas can be making the mistakes, and I think that's going to be what uh, swings Sunday. That's funny because uh, you and I share the same with this game. Um, you're right about their line, and they're beat up, so I think the Giants can attack. The strong suit for the Giants is our defensive line, and I believe if they can attack. Um, Dak with pressure, he's not throwing for three, four, five hundred yards like he has been. I mean, in two games, Dak has just a little over a thousand yards, a little under a thousand yards, which is mind-boggling. Um, but again, don't forget, guys, a lot of that yardage comes when you're battling from behind, and 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 you, you you're getting another hundred, two hundred yards at the end of the game because no one's playing defense anyway. Uh, I do agree with you, Will. I believe that the Giants are in a dogfight. I have the Giants winning 26-20. I have Dak with an incomplete pass, you know, standing on the 11-yard line, and the Giants pull out a victory 26-20. But I do – Sorry, Joe. We we, we all agree that the only chance is, like, basically almost a last person to have the ball, last team to have the ball situation where it could come down to a a fourth and goal with one second. And No, you you interrupted me for that? Of course (laughs) that. But that's a – you, you make it sound like one of these teams is going to – the Giants ain't blowing anybody out. So you're right. They better be in a dogfight. There's any kind of dogfight going on, it better come from the Giants because if it gets out of hand, it's going to get very ugly for the Giants really quick. And if the Dallas Cowboys figure out any kind of defense in this game and the Giants' offense don't figure crap out because they're inept and they haven't seen a touchdown in six quarters, it's going to be a long freaking game. Yes. Again. And, Will, that's kind of my that's kind of my, my feeling on this. Listen, we're going to do this every week. We're going to figure out reasons and thoughts why the Giants are going to win every game, every week. And 
That's me. <laughs> well, that's Joe's job. Yeah. That's that's my uh, job. And I, and completely, to be completely honest, I thought I thought the Ram the Rams game was going to be our hardest game of the first four. And we were in besides the Niners game, we were in those games. A little Daniel Jones bad decision here and there, and then the defense kind of standing on their head. Uh, yeah, it could be that same way. It's going to be the Dallas inept defense against the Giants inept offense. I mean, I, I mean, Mike, I think I, I think you, I think you play up to your competition. I think the Giants were ready for the Rams. I think they'll be ready for Dallas because, you know, it's the division rivals. They hated Dallas Cowboys. So, Will, what's your take on that? I mean, of course they're going to be ready to play them. Yeah, I think, um, you know, this at the end of the day right now, this 2020 roster is not going to have a talent advantage against really almost anybody we play on the schedule. <laughs> and the way that we're going right. to win games is we're going to have to win the turnover battle. We're going to have to avoid stupid penalties. We're going to have to convert in the red zone. You know, we the, the third part has obviously been, been the real uh, – <laughs> all, all three of those points, actually. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, but um, – but the Giants need those things to go their way to get things to go right. When everything goes wrong, worst case is what happens in the San Francisco game. When everything goes right, best case, it's kind of what we've seen the last couple games when we've been last couple years when we've been in Philly and we've gone up like a couple scores early. Yeah. And you know, and that's that's kind of what, what the ceiling is, but it's can you maintain that? And I think yeah. that this is a coaching staff that can that that can do that better than the last one can. Obviously, you know, that's why that's why they're here. And I I think you know, I, I think it's going to come down to where those 50-50 balls. I think Judge is going to have these guys playing their tails off. I think this team really does have something to prove. And as trite as the word sounds, given how it, you know, what it's the way it's been overplayed, I think the culture is right with this team. You know, and one thing that I point to is you remember at the end of 2018, Dave Gettleman said, you know, it wasn't so bad. We were, we got actually the most points scored in the NFC East. And if you take all the games where we lost by one score and we had actually won those games, Hey, we would be over 500, you know, and, and, he, and he tried to sell us a bill of goods that we didn't see on the field. This isn't a team that's doing that. This is a team that's saying, this is where we are. This is not where we want to be. And they're working their tails off to get to where they want to be. And I didn't think that was going to be a one week thing. I didn't think that was necessarily going to be a one month thing, but I do think that they're on the right track and we're finally able to run the ball. You know, the second half of, of week four, the team could, you know, run the ball and not end up with five plays less, five yards less than they had uh, to start. Hold on, Mike. Enter LPG's argument. Oh, boy. Will clearly started talking about the running game improving in week four. Why would Will be bringing up the running game doing better in week four than any other week? Because some guy wasn't playing in the game. Will. I want to take you back to that day many years ago when the Giants took somebody named Saquon Barkley. When Queen Why? Rook said it. <laughs> Why are you so still believe that the Giants took themselves back many years. I'll give you the floor for this because I want, I want to definitely talk about it. And for the record, before you go, Will, for the record, Joe brought this up. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. No, I, I appreciate it. And I think, um, you know, you know I, I, I appreciate the, the chance to talk about it because I've obviously really staked my claim in the ground that that was a, a very, very backwards decision. Um, 
you know, I don't even know where to start on that. I think you can go back even before, before the 2018 draft and, you know, when the Giants were trying to replace Sherry Reese and look at, at what they had. And they really had a few decisions to make. Was this a team that could win, um, could win now? Was this a team that really had to reset the table? Or, um, and is it time to move on from Eli Manning? And I think basically the way that the decision-making went was it was most important for them to kind of put, the, put a finishing bow on Eli's legacy. And whatever, the best way to do that was by doing whatever they could to make the most out of 2018 and 2019. Oh, hold on. I, I, I totally apologize for interrupting you opinion on that because I also jumped on board with that I did think the Giants had one one year left with Eli I did it wasn't a it wasn't this fantasy land that some people think I live in including you it no, wasn't I don't. Fa- no no I, I'm, I'm being facetious a little. yeah yeah I, it wasn't it wasn't this fantasy land that oh my god let's see him ride off on a on a horse and everything be fine the Giants went out and spend that 206 million dollars 208 million dollars whatever for that defense, I did think that they were going to have a shot because there was no one better at the time. So you have to answer that question first before you keep going on your point. And again, I'm sorry for interrupting you because of it. I know it's a thought process, but but were you not for that one more run? Were you no, for blowing I it up? I was. Oh, not, okay, not, right, no not, not quite blowing it up all the way because there, there were, there were some, some things I had wrong. I actually had more faith in Eli than most people who didn't like the pick. Most people who didn't like the pick wanted a quarterback. But um, what I – Right yeah, here, what, Arnold? You want Donald right, right there? Who? Donald. No, I wanted Rosen, but that's, that's for another day. <laughs> but but what, what it came down to, what I think we could all agree when you looked at that, at that Giants team in 2016 and 2017 – and even in 2015, like, remember that there were a few games without Odell when he wasn't, when he wasn't healthy and the yeah. team, the team looked completely dysfunctional, yes. completely yeah. dis- yes. like that Vikings game. At, like the two, yeah. And when you, when you look at that roster, you know, the, the, the word that, that I kept using was top heavy. There were a few guys who were at the top, you know, at the, the highest paid positions, even, you know, some of the guys on rookie contracts, two guys, Landon and, and, uh, and Odell. And then they had, um, you know, Vernon, JPP, Snacks, Jackrabbit, you know, like the class of 2016. But then they really had nobody. And the, um, you know, what, what people say, you know, years of bad drafts really left the Giants without that corner, you know, you know, quantity of cornerstone players on whom you can build a roster. So, you know, 2016, there was, they spent a lot of money and they backloaded the contracts, meaning that most of the money would actually be spent for the 2018 and 2019 year, the real value from those signings came in 2016. Correct. And then in 2017, we kind of saw that that wasn't working. And then we, so we, we dismissed the general manager, we dismissed the head coach. And then I felt like we just brought in another guy who said, okay, let's try, you know, doing it exactly the way we'd been doing it in the past. And what bothered me so much about the, the Barkley pick by itself is, you know, 2016 and 2017, every quarterback who was taken in the first round, either went number one overall, had the team trade up to trade to, to pick him, or in some cases, both. And that started with, two, and that was 2018 too, actually. And we, despite being number two, despite having all these quarterbacks, the teams, you know, some people were compla- com- uh, comparing to 1983, despite the Jets just showing their hand and trading up for, you know, and everybody and their brother knowing the Jets wanted a quarterback. We didn't even pick up the phone. You know, we could have gone down to three. Yeah. 
we could have gone down to three and gotten the at least the draft capital that we sent back to the Jets for Leonard Williams a year later. You know, and then no, some. That's no, what the no, bear- no, no hindsight. Keep talking about what you were doing. Hindsight twenty twenty, not fair. No, the I, only the only point. hindsight I'm talking about, you know, and I and this was foresight. You know, I I, I talked about this that, that summer. I'm t- saying, you know, if, if they wanted to move down to three and let the Jets get make the pick their guy at two, pick their Darnold or whoever, oh, yeah. then, and we take a third and a fifth or something like that. That was what I mean is the draft Completely. capital that could end, that could end up paying for Williams. Yeah, that, yeah. That, 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 and then, but we're also then taking Saquon at three, though. No, 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 because. So, Oh, go ahead. Finish your point. No, so I, I could have gotten behind Saquon at three. I don't. I, it's not about the player or the person, you know. And even from it's the beginning, I've always had all you know all the respect goal. in the world for Saquon. It's about to me. It's about the arrogance of saying we see so much in this guy that he's going to do so much for that that we're not going to even look at what else is on the board. So, like you look at how much the Colts got so from that draft. What do you think about Daniel Jones at six then? No, no, I want him. Don't, don't. <laughs> I want. I want him to finish. I definitely no, want him to finish. I, I, you know, I, I could keep going about this, you know, forever. You know, we looked at the, what the Colts got. You know, we looked at what Denver was reportedly offered us in, you know, their 2019 first, uh, their, their right, 2018 right, right. second. You know, there's just, there's just so much on the table. You look at the precedent from that pick and the fact that this draft suggests that the Giants would have a position to get anything they want. You trade, you trade down like that. You don't have, you know, you have a plan to, you have the draft capital. You can trade up and get the guy the year that you want to. You don't have to spend the money on Nate Solder and, you know, try to, you know, try to fill out these band-aids, which, you know, with spending more money, that's going to have to be taken off the books in the future while you're the quarterback you end up getting is on the rookie deal. So that's, my, you know, that's where I was going with, with the, the Dan Jones thing is that it, it, he's not really in a fair situation. You know, Darnold is, is the same way in that the team's not in a position where they can keep building around him. They're still getting rid of their old mistakes while they're trying to, you know, slowly fill in the blank. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm high on Jones right now. I think I'm not quite as high as I was in preseason last year when he was ripping up the, the Jets and the Bears, you know, back to back. But, um, you know, there's not that much more that, you know, we can expect of him. And I think, um, you know, you, you, you get some coaching ironed out. You know, you make sure that when you do a play fake, the running back's actually there to see the fake. And it's not like you're just, you know, faking to thin air. You, wide receivers run out, run one route on uh, on pass plays, you know, and all of a sudden uh, that I think is not. No one talks about that enough, but I think that was a blown play. Everybody blew the Giants up for that. It was a blown play. That's yeah, I think I think that's right. I I think there was some sort of miscommunication. Maybe even, you know, I think they don't even bring that up. Will no one even talks about it being a blown play? And those are the people that just don't know football and would jump up and go, "Ha ha! Look how dumb the Giants look." But I, I going going back to the Barkley thing, you know. I know you and I, you know, we argue in fun. You know, I, I didn't want him either, which is funny. I love him. Don't get me wrong. And I, 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 I you know, a closet full of jerseys. Uh, you know, I'll change hats all night. So, so I love him. Um, but I, too, saw where the team was headed. I did want to start immediately. I wanted the QB, uh, which – Again, hindsight, I would have chosen the wrong one. But that aside, I wanted the quarterback. I wanted to take whatever the next year. So we're not too far off in our thinking. But you brought up something that is just absolutely incredible just now. And, and it, it, it doesn't get talked about enough in any podcast, any TV, any beat writer. When you wind up picking a generational talent or your number one franchise guy, 
whether it be a Barkley, whether it be Odell, or whether it be a Daniel Jones, and you don't surround them, and guys are coming and going, you are destroying that person. Yeah, you're Barry Sanders. And there's and and the you know when I looked at that pick in the um you know from the beginning and like I said you know we talked about the chess I, I worked as a trader for a little bit and I think of things you know in terms of worst case best case risk reward and, you know I, I I try to I try to think about that if you if you take a guy like Rosen the worst case is kind of what you've seen in his career he doesn't you know he doesn't he doesn't pan out you, you, you have to move on you have to replace the guy actually if we had taken Rosen probably the worst case would have meant we moved on from Eli a little bit sooner and we would have saved some money and been in a little bit of better position right. you know, to do some other things. Right. Correct. So Barkley best case is really what we saw in 2018. And, and that's what, you know, that's one, you know, one of my issues. It's not like, okay, five years from now, once he's like really figured out how to play running back, like he had, you know, I mean, running back doesn't have the transitional, you know, uh, learning curve that quarterback left tackle or cornerback has. No, no, and, that's that's a that's a that's a very valid point. But don't sit here and think that that I don't know. I think I think from what you just said, are you saying he's done? Like his no, no, best, no. That's not no. That's not what I, that's, not. that's not what I mean. I don't, I don't, I don't think means in in fitting into your organization like the Giants, like we have to pay him next year or like he, like when the Giants when the Giants took Eric Flowers. Yeah, you know the best case scenario was they had their tackle. And I don't think there were a lot of mistakes with, you know, things wrong with that pick. Flowers was like graded on most boards, a late day, a late first round, right. early second round guy. Right. We didn't get the guy we wanted. Instead of looking at, you know, looking at how we could trade the pick, Washington we just take Bill. another guy who may, who maybe fits. I mean, that's, that's, I, 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 that's another uh, great point. Well, I, I, two great points. And I mean, and I mean when I you could, you could go all the way back to Tunsil if you want, if you want Eli Apple, no. And, and as soon as that mask came up, done. And that's the only problem that I've always had with the Giants is that can't take him. Yeah, and it's it's yeah, yet excuse me, yet you make all these you, you draft Apple and Baker and who God knows who and that's a, that's I mean science. that's not fair, that's not fair either, Mike, because I mean, who knew Baker would be you know robbing his money back from a card game? Who knew you can't? Who knew Apple would show up with his mom? You just I mean you, I'm just saying you can't. You can't sit here and say that. Well, that's somebody did that. say that Apple couldn't cook, and you know, and everybody <laughs> laughed at him at the time. <laughs> Who knew Luke Boyd would hit a home run in the bottom of the second? Yes. What's one nothing. One nothing. All right, go ahead. Oh, I'm, so, I'm Will, Will, I'll tell you. The, I said to Mike before we brought you on. I said, one, he's an extremely knowledgeable fan, and that I love because I don't get, I don't get a chance to chat with a with a ton of those because I think that those knowledgeable fans get lost in the chatter of Twitter, of social media, which is kind of yeah. funny. So I appreciate you coming on. And Mike and I were like, you know, definitely going to have him on. And then, and then, you know, you bring up such valid points that, that you have to see both sides then, which you do. I think I, I ride you so much on the Barkley pick because here we are years later, there's nothing you can do about it. Because to me, the Barkley pick, what it, what it really was, was 2017 to me was a real wake up call. And it was a, you know, it was a really, you know, the lesson that I got from 2017 was a lot of, a few stars with a lot of mediocrity isn't enough to get it done consistently, especially when one thing happens to a star. And yeah. I think what the lesson the giants got instead was, you know, we really should have gotten Whitworth. So now we got to get the next, you know, offensive lineman on the market. And, it, and, and it's I, just, 
did you did you I I I didn't have a problem with that either. It was I did. who was it? It was somebody before Whitworth. Brandon Scherf. Somebody before who? Brandon. No, Scherf. no, not 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 Dre. You're talking about free, uh, free agent. Uh, Dietrich no, Dietrich Smith or yeah, it was it was oh, somebody. Man. Then we couldn't get Whitworth. Then we wound up, you know, with you know with Solder, right? After Norwell too was was correct. Norwell, Norwell. Yeah. Thank you. It was Norwell, and and I love. This is another thing. This is why I'm. This is why I'm pinned as such a homer, because, you know, people like, oh, LPG, you'll like anybody the Giants get. One. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Two. Two. Hold on. Two. You can't tell me that you weren't happy getting Solder. You were. We needed it. We got it. He was the top. It's almost like going back to last year's draft. I wanted Wills. I would have taken any one of those fat asses, any one of them, because in the end, we got what we needed. Maybe he wasn't here. He's here. So, so I, I, I get what you're saying. And I was actually, I hated the soldier signing. And as, as I'm <laughs> sure you know, if there's anyone who can find the proof pretty quickly, you know, you're talking to him. Hold but, on, hold on. Before oh. you go any further with the soldier pick, Mike, do you know what he does best on Twitter? Do you have any idea? What, you analyze with contracts or something? No, no. no. Oh, he probably does that well, too. No. Will is a – I still don't know how to do it because I don't really give a shit. That's why I don't, I, don't, I don't care so much. I tweeted at Will the other day. I think it was yesterday. I was like, as soon as they benched uh, Haskins, yeah. I was like, hey, Will. I immediately tweeted him like, Will, do me a favor. Find that cheeseburger tweet I had in freaking 2010. Oh, you can find, Will, find old. Dude, I don't know. Maybe you put in a search. But I don't know. I'm sure everybody knows how to do it, but old-ass LPG. I have no idea. Ten seconds later, it's on, my, it's on my timeline. He's so good at that shit. He brings up – if God forbid, Mike, I'm telling you now, I'm warning you now. Do not go on there and say – I never like chicken parmesan with that because <laughs> he'll say in 99 you wrote chicken parm and pasta because he'll find it that's the type that, that's the type of people who expose all these new new racists and shit and I, 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 heard you guys, I heard you guys talking with with Bobby a couple episodes ago about you know and, and I know Joe you were like you know this all started with the with freezing cold takes and you know everybody wants to be that guy yeah. and uh, and I completely uh, you know I, I accept that I'm guilty you know and um and we, you know, all have, me, we all have our niche, bro. We all have our niche. For sure. But, but what, what it came down to with Solder was kind of like the Barkley pick. I was like, this is going to be a signing that's going to make us better in 2018. This is going to be a signing that's probably going to make us better in 2019. 2020, when this guy's due 20 million, obviously I don't know he's not going to play for COVID. But, um, you know, that's, he, when, he, when he's at the age of 34, that's not the guy you want p making that, you know, that big money, especially when, it, when you're going into tra in, in transition. You are so you are so right, but you can't then tell me that you didn't like the pick or the, the, the free agent signing. You did. You don't like it past that. You don't like it next contract. I'm talking an immediate impact player when he signed was a good signing. No, no? he's saying that's backloaded. No, because yeah, because no, no, like, no, no. you know talking because, about getting look, him. Look, there there are plenty of cars that I would love to drive. But there are cars that I would not buy because it's not, you know, as, as Dave said, the juice is not worth the squeeze. Correct. And with this, with, the, with this case with Solder, you know, the Giants were not a contender. It's not like Nate Solder was the, was the guy who was going to put the Giants from a wild card exit 
to maybe this team's going to be in the Super Bowl. And right. I just don't think that that's, you know, a team in that situation should be the team setting, setting the market. Just like, you know, at picking number two overall, when you're not one piece away, when you need those, you know, first and second round picks to restart, restock the foundation to find those guys, you know, to win. And I think oh, so, um, so, so, so your, so your tackle needy team is sitting there trying to put pieces together. And now because, because Solder wasn't going to be a decent pick in two years that now you don't take anybody at all. No. So, here, so, so what I actually wanted at, at the time and what I wrote as my theory about what the giants would do, which is really wishful thinking is as part of a trade down from number two, I wanted the Giants to try to get Cordy Glenn out of Buffalo. Right. And, you know, I, I, who was, on, I, who was yeah. on the last year of his contract, which Correct. means that, you know, they could have fi filled him in as a stopgap. And then, you know, as other pieces from that trade down, find a guy with a day two pick who can hopefully take that spot. And you're, I think that I, I know you're 100% correct on that because you and Brandon Jacobs wanted that. Yeah. Brandon Jacobs, put, he knows him and he pushed for that. So I know so that he knows I remember both of you. So yeah, you just yeah, not like I know contracts? That. I mean, has, what's the last contract that was huge that you liked? So that's one of the reasons why I'm so excited about 2020, you know, and, I, and I'm so optimistic about the long term. The way that the Giants have, uh, have structured the, the contracts of the guys they brought in, you know, Martinez and Bradbury, they front-loaded the contract. <laughs> who's, that, who's that on the wall, Joe? Oh. Oh, oh, hold on. I lost you guys anyway. Hold on. Um, no, so I'll oh, finish. Oh, the, my phone fell, but on the wall, like when players, uh, players come over, they sign the wall. I love that. I love that. That's pretty cool. So w when, the Gi when the Giants have got actually, these guys – like, Actually, Barkley's here, and it says to Will, which is weird. To Will, I love it. Um, I mean, I, I love Barkley, and, and I, I, I know. have to say, I, as, I, as somebody, you know, as somebody, even who's somebody who's got, you know, who's who's admittedly had a lot less joy celebrating Saquon because I'm still haunted by what what could have been. I was devastated when he went down, and he deserves I, so I, much better. And yeah. you know, you, I, come on, I, man, you're, um, you're a Giants fan, bro. You bleed it. You're, I see your jerseys. I see you at the games. I see you yelling. Of course you're devastated. It's see a this guy? This is for Mitch. What did you say? This Mitch was for Mitch when he passed, yeah. Yeah, Mitch Peaches. That's right. You, you um, actually posted that. It's awesome. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a great thing. But, but to, to get, answer your question, I love the Bradbury signing and I love the Martinez signing. I didn't actually think either player would be as good as they've been, not even close. But, the, but, the you, knew they were, but you knew they were upgrades. I felt like they were upgrades, but I they knew that most, most importantly, I didn't think actually Martinez was, I wasn't convinced he was an upgrade because I thought he was, you know, he to was Ogletree? advertised, but he was advertised exactly as Ogletree was advertised. And I no, had watched. Blake Martinez was a tackling machine that it was bringing to here. Ogletree was not. And Martinez, Martinez coverage was 10 times better than Ogletree's where he was. That's for sure. No, that's true. And, and, and I mean, in terms of being able to, to sign him from scratch versus taking a contract yeah, yeah, to let yeah, the Rams, yeah. you know, find yeah. the cap room, there's a lot that there's a lot to like, yeah, but good, the good. Giants are risking long-term so much less on Martinez and Bradbury than they have in some of the other guys that they've brought in, which is ironic because those are the guys that look like, you know, we're okay yeah. risking that, exactly. that extra more. Exactly. And, and, you know, and if you, if you look at the roster, you know, I, I, I really didn't like the Golden Tate signing. But outside of Golden Tate, there's really not anybody who's on the team just as a mentor, just as like a, a veteran presence. The veterans are here to play. And right. and I think that that's, you know, that's so much more uh, more encouraging. Logan Ryan is another signing that looks great. Very little risk. Obviously, 
that's a you know an emergency signing with uh, with McKinney out. But you know you got to be you got you got to be thrilled with that. Like you know I always go, I, I talked about this the other day. But you remember that Oakland Monday Night Football game right after Justin Tuck left the team when they were finally yep. winning their first game and they got yep. a big sack and Tuck was the guy who was like, no, get on sides, get on sides. That's what a veteran's about. You know, it's not a, a, you don't have a veteran just to, you know, basically be a museum uh, exhibit or something like that. This guy mm-hmm. went to the playoffs six years ago. And yeah. I feel like, you know, I feel like the Good Giants point. are getting here people here, you know, people to be a part of the solution. I never felt like Solder was really here to win a playoff game. I felt like he was here. Um, you know, I, I don't want to speculate on his on his personal issues. I think he wanted to be in New York for, you know, for, for some uh, of those. Close, closer to the hospital. I, I People have, have said that as well. But they also you know? paid him a ridiculous number. So. But that's it. Exactly. You know, he was he, he was here to the highest bidder, you know, and I don't think I don't think he was he ever really expected much from it. And he right. was the giant. So, again, he was a giant's third right. choice. Three yes. Third yeah. choice. At and that they sent a, and they spent a record contract. Eventually, you got to walk away. Yeah. yeah. So this all kind of boils down to Dave Gettleman. Uh, you you didn't like what he did with Barkley. Uh, a lot of people don't like what he did with Jones, or at least didn't again pick up the phone, try to move around and get creative with number six and number seventeen in that in that draft. But it now seems that your Martinez, your Bradbury, your defense has I don't know ten or nine or ten guys that are under the age of twenty five, and they're do, they're playing well this season maybe there is that light at the end of the tunnel. Very long tunnel, but maybe there is that light at the end of the tunnel. Um, what is Gettleman's – what has to happen for Gettleman to, I guess, stay alive? Um, yeah, he's, not, he's not staying alive, Mike. It's not going to be winning. We know it's not going to be making the playoffs or anything like that. But what little victories can he cling to, if any? I love the question, and I was actually talking about this a lot in the beginning of the year because as we were looking in the offseason and seeing that the Giants were finally taking, you know, a not-everything's-about-right-now approach, um, they're, 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 they're not spending all the money that they have a, a, a year later. They're not restructuring contracts to fit in guys they can't afford to go, you know, to go 5-11. and 11. Um, I don't think they'd make the Leonard William trade, trade under the, uh, the judge regime. I was asking this question too, like, you know, Gettleman's not out to get as many wins to save his skin. So how do you evaluate this guy? And, you know, in my opinion, frankly, the, the, the verdict's in, and I don't put everything squarely on Gettleman, but I think, I think, you know, above Gettleman ownership picked Gettleman because they were afraid to really look outside, outside the building. I mean, the, the GM search was atrocious. Um, you know, and, and I, I want to talk about that for a second. You know, if you compare how judge was found, Judge was not the favorite to get the job. Judge was not the favorite to really be getting interviews. Nobody had heard of Joe Judge, and they ended up, you know, going with him. Yeah. You compare that to how they searched for, you know, a coach in 2018 when they got everybody who was like a, a coordinator in the conference championship right. game. You know, in, two, in, two, in, in the GM search, they got everybody who worked under a Corsi who wasn't named Jerry Reese. And then in 2016 even, they hired McAdoo because Philly might have gotten him otherwise. Yeah. I mean, there was so little, yeah. you know, uh, conviction in their decisions. So the fact I, that- I, I, I also look at the judge signing. Um, I compare it to, to Joe Girardi, actually, because, because Mattingly walking into the room was going to get the job, just walking into the room. And Girardi came in and, and did his, you know, he, was, he did his PowerPoint presentation and blew him away. And I believe that that is what happened 
with the Giants and Judge, he came in and, you know, look at Judge break down a film. I mean, the guy's got me watching film. I never watched film, you know, since I coached. So, I don't know. I just compared that. Uh, but you're, you're dead on with the other coaches, and you're dead on with why Gettleman came back here. So answer my, you, answer my question, fellas. What do we think? Do, are we going to – I mean, it's – I, I, I think, I, I, truthfully, uh, I'll answer it first, and then I'll let Will take it. You know, Mike, I, uh, you know, I wanted him gone last year. Um, and, again, like Will said, very hard to evaluate. He, uh, he inherited something, and it's not going to take a year or two, since we're there now, um, for him to fix it. However – you have to – are you watching the Yankee game, bro? What's the score? Because I well, see you looking over there. fly, 2 nothing. All right. So, so stop. Right? We're like wrapping up. Talk. We're wrapping up here with Will. No, we're not wrapping nothing up, LPG. man. I got Will. Gettleman. On the Gettleman. Let Joe finish and then let me jump in. Yeah. I wanted – I, I wanted – I wanted the – the tiles ripped out from the shower. I wanted the garbage cans thrown out. I wanted to bleach the whole entire room and, and, and get it. And that's, and Will, that's very difficult for me to say because I'm also a Giants way guy. So I was at my breaking point last year and wanted it torn down. Don't you dare tear it down halfway and don't you dare tear it down three quarters of the way. The Giants' problem in management is they have too many lifers. And that's not hard for me to say. I know people that have grown in the manage, in, into management that were towel boys. That shouldn't be there anymore. The Giants are one of the few teams, and I don't say this on any podcast. Okay, I don't say this anywhere, any interview. So breaking news the giants have so many departments that are run with just them they're not like they're not run by an entire team they're not run like the panthers or someone else i'm not saying whether it's good or bad i just think they have too many lifers in departments that they never want to get rid of and you're always going to see the same old same old whether it's scouting or anywhere else and that's a problem you know there's there's a gentleman gone there's a meme that really captures that when they had uh, the late John Johnson, you know, in his, in his nineties yeah. as a head athletic trainer, yeah. you know, it's, but uh, who's there it. since yeah, 48. Yeah, no, I, I hear you. Exactly. I will I'll, I'll say this. I think, um, you know, I think I've seen that things were going in the wrong direction in my opinions, you know, since he took over and I've, and I've decided that the 2018, I think in 2018, he did, so much wrong that he's done a reasonably good job with a couple things with a couple exceptions since then. But I just think it's overshadowed. It's overshadowed by what he did right out of the gate. And I do think he's got to go. I'm actually going to go to a line that Dave himself uh, said in February of 2019, as he was talking about the decisions coming up with Landon and the draft and et cetera. And he said, he talked about what he calls the asshole quotient. And he said, you know, forgive, forgive my language, but you know, the bigger of an asshole you are, the better of a player you have to be. And he started laughing. He said, I'm sorry, but it's true. But you know what? The shoe's on the other foot right now. And the asshole quotient applies to the general manager too. And he has been so smug every step in the way. Oh, no, look at my resume. Look at what the Bills did when I was a scout. I know what I'm doing. And he's, and he's poisoned a lot of relationships that fans have had with some guys who really, you know, were, the, were giants the right way. 
and I think you know the the, well, the, also, the chickens come got, to roost. He also that's total, total hypocritical of him because he also got rid of the assholes, and no, those that's, and those assholes were really good playing assholes. They were winners. They were winners. But you know, Joe, you know, you're talking about how you've been so upset, and you're just like, what has to change? What? And I feel like that's how Odell felt in 2018. And I feel like Odell didn't, you know, it wasn't about him. It was about what could be best for the team. And he didn't handle it the right way. No, he he's did not. not the villain. He's no, he, he was not. We, and we failed him more than he failed us. And I will, I will, you know, take that to the grave. You know, you, you, again, phenomenal points. And, and that last one is great because Odell is Barkley now. And they're that one player, you know, that that's going to suffer on a bad team. Odell, Barkley, Jones. What's when does the bleeding stop? I hear you. I hear you. Well, guys, thanks so much for having me on. This has been a blast. I really hey, appreciate man. it. And you I love were, what you're doing. You were great. Uh, appreciate the deep dives into stuff going back always. Love it. Uh, we're, we'll have you on again. We'll knock around. Next big mistake that management makes. We'll have you on again. Welcome to True Blue with Mike Viv and LPG.